need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Welcome to the China Business Cast. It's really amazing to see how time flies. Um, the episode of today, I've already recorded quite a few weeks ago um, in Shanghai at the, the TechCom conference when I was there. And it really has two amazing uh, guests. They were kind enough to make uh, some time for me at the conference, even though they were busy preparing their own talks uh, for that day. But yeah, it's been great to have uh, Amando Trejo and Luis Sare, and together we discuss open innovation and open entrepreneurship. They both have an extensive but diverse background, and together I think they make a, a great team uh, complementing each other. With that being said, before we jump into the episode, I'd like to do a call out to the China Business Cast community to get interesting people and leads for areas where we usually don't hear too much about. So if you're not in the coastal areas or you know someone not in the coastal areas of China, but in the areas that are usually a bit less covered, please let me know. Last week, I recorded one uh, podcast in Xi'an that will be coming up soon. I think that were great insights on a city we normally don't hear too much about. And uh, I'd like to really cover those kind of areas more. So if you know someone in an area that's doing business in China that is not covered that much in the mainstream media, please reach out to me so we can get that person on the show. But for now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today we have uh, Amado and Luis uh, with us for the podcast, and they're both uh, involved with the free entrepreneur movement. And let's see what we can learn uh, about that today. So tell us a little bit about your background. Do you want to start, uh, Amado? What, what do you do and, and what's your relationship to China? How did you end up here and, and what keeps you busy? Yes, thank you, John. And I'm glad that you are in, in Shanghai. I know that you had a long way from, from Chengdu coming, coming here, so much appreciated. <laughs> so, well, uh, very quickly, I came to China in 2008. I was working for the Mexican Ministry of Foreign Affairs at that time. I was in charge of economic affairs and tourism promotion in Shanghai. And later, uh, six years ago, I decided to, to change course of uh, action to the private sector. And um, we started uh, discussing with Luis uh, three years ago, I think. Three years ago. Uh, the idea of uh, creating a community for entrepreneurs and people who work on open innovation projects. Uh, but for me, uh, the stake was uh, to try to do it on a public policy perspective, meaning that we only focus on the small product itself or a small idea or, or trying to connect but try to think bigger and we will explain later what does that mean and what we learned from from three years ago to now but short introduction we, we will develop for okay, okay great <laughs> yes uh, let's move over to Lewis um, so what, what is your background or, or yeah well yeah th thank you also uh, for for having us uh, today here. Uh, yeah, my name is Luis. Uh, I arrived uh, to China in 2008 as well. Okay. Uh, my background, I am a mechanical engineer. 
specialize or yeah, I've, I've done a lot of things in, in design engineering, mainly automotive, mechanical, industrial uh, applications. And I arrived to China uh, working for a for a foreign company uh, to do this uh, this activity. You no, know? and uh, being here, well, I start you no know, digging and, and getting involved you no know, in the startup um, activity, innovation, technology innovation, and all this. And I started you know, my own journey you know, as an entrepreneur in 2015, searching for, for information, what was uh, relevant you know, as an entrepreneur, someone that is uh, starting something in China. And actually, that was kind of the, the beginning of, of the, the story of uh, free entrepreneurs. Okay, so let's move, move into this free entrepreneur um, movement that you guys are running. So how did it get started? Or well, You just explained a little bit, but what are the goals? And um, why do you think there's a need for this? Um, why would people want to be involved? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the, the, the trigger for this was uh, I was uh, a startup myself. I, I, I start something. And I was searching for information, no? And uh, just like, like any any new entrepreneur, you are looking for uh, uh, yeah, relevant knowledge about whatever you are doing. You have a need to connect with, with the, the people that is uh, uh, important or can, can help you to scale up or to, to open a market or to, 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 to develop you know, your idea. And uh, the third is, uh, yeah, you need to make a proper usage of your time. You no, know? One of the key uh, the main assets no, of an entrepreneur is the time. And uh, it's very easy to, yeah, to lose time and, 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 and effort no, in, the, in the try to, to do something. And well, I, I built up a, a community. No? I start getting a lot of, a lot of uh, questions, inquiries, uh, and I just started a, a, a group actually in WeChat that was the very beginning of the of the community, just trying to to put in one single place, no, all this uh, energy and information and and, and uh, dynamics, no, that were coming to me, no, that was uh, pretty much the the beginning. So it had a very very organic start. Correct. Um, organically grew on on WeChat, and from there it grew and it grew, and. Um, what it has it changed into, or what are the goals now for the free entrepreneurship? Well, the goals have been uh, uh, we 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 are focusing in uh, I call it not the accelerated discovery of knowledge. So in this in this search of uh, when you need to know something that is you need to discover the information that is actually useful, no, for your your venture. The second thing is uh, the the networking, no speed networking or or uh, valuable, no networking, networking with value. Uh, and the third is uh, the the opportunity to to materialize this value in something that is actually useful, no. Is uh, we we uh, push or promote open innovation uh, projects, no. Those are the three verticals, or the three, the three key points of our of our community today: no? knowledge, networking, and innovation. Let me add just one point in terms of what we see or how we conceive um, free entrepreneurs. 
For free entrepreneurs, uh, we try to realize or we came to the to the realization that most communities are closed communities, meaning that uh, clubs, no, and and that's normal because uh, you are at somehow paying a membership fee or going to a school and be part of the community or because of your job or your vertical, you are part of this particular community. And part of my um, struggle while I was working for the uh, Mexican Ministry of Foreign Affairs here is that I can only focus in supporting businesses or investment from Mexico and China, and that's it. But innovation and good projects and good opportunities are not, we do not necessarily believe that belong to a geography in particular or to any etiquette. So uh, it's more on the value added of the project itself that we want to work on and give a platform to people to, as Luis mentioned, work on open innovation projects, but with a focus and with valuable uh, connections and the network. Network is very important because it's the is the um, the value added of the community and the value added that we have as these years, uh, not only in China but overseas, and we try to uh, create meaningful connections that can later support any uh, business on the vertical on the verticals that we focus that we will discuss later but yeah okay so some mm-hmm. of the key points that i that i take away from it it's an it's an open platform it's an open, mm-hmm. open. Um, with the purpose of of adding value to to the community which is open um, and not only adding value but also getting back to the time point that you made earlier louis by accelerating getting access to knowledge about um, the discovery phase mm-hmm. you can optimize that time that you have which is a limited amount a day right um, yeah so an open community time saving adding value in a very open transparent way correct very nice um, I like that so you you mentioned innovation and you mentioned uh, the verticals uh, what kind of verticals do you have and um, how do you see that focus on, on innovation and, and bring that to a Chinese context? How do you see that from a Chinese point of view and, and maybe different from, from Mexico or the West or, or other places? Mm-hmm. So we, at the beginning, since we were growing organically and then many people joined the community, uh, we tried to control or, or to to focus on 20 verticals, but that was too much, honestly. Uh, in terms of, of course, time, resources, network, etc., uh, etc. Et no, so little by little, uh, we just try to really narrow it down to four, uh, based on our expertise and based on our network that can bring value to this particular project. So, the first one is um, uh, travel technology, since. Um, I've been involved in the travel industry in China for 10 years and so, and got acquaintance of major players in the industry, in the travel industry in China, and also, well, what it represents now in terms of uh, potential for outbound tourism overseas, but also inbound tourism in China. Sometimes we are misleading that the Chinese outbound overseas is important. No, Chinese outbound is 
20 times bigger than the Chinese outbound tourist industry. So uh, this is one thing. And we try to create and, and, and manage projects and support particular projects on this uh, travel tech uh, 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 vertical. The other uh, that is kind of um, comes together with some areas uh, is uh, mobility that Luis will explain uh, a little bit further uh, because he's uh, his expertise. And then we get involved in uh, IoT projects as well and smart city projects uh, that are larger projects who at the end of the day, we come to the first point that I was mentioning uh, before. Uh, because of my background, we try to push out bigger solutions uh, in the smart city project, kind of using technology and tools and projects to create um, innovative and more efficient public policies for local governments, universities. But we will discuss that later. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. when, when you said um, uh, IoT, do you mean Internet mm -hmm. of Things or, yes. or AI it's, Internet no. of Things? Uh, well, Luis will. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's. Uh, Luis uh, will explain better yeah. because we we have particular projects there as well. Well, yeah, just, just uh, yeah, talking about the verticals where we are, we are focusing is, uh, as uh, yeah, Amado mentioned, travel tech, uh, smart cities. I call it artificial intelligence of things. No, for me, it's a more a broader thing, and it's very difficult to to split, nor just to, to draw a, a clear line between AI or IoT. And uh, the other vertical is, is uh, mobility, which is also connected. No mobility, smart cities, AIoT is uh, is a big uh, universe. There's lots uh, of over overlap in, in correct, different areas. No, and we are we are we are pushing in those in those uh, in those areas. If we talk about uh, smart cities, in, it could could even include uh, agricultural tech or yeah other other things. No, but. Let's keep it uh, in the big uh, smart city uh, domain. No, that's basically the thing. In mobility, my background is uh, mechanical engineering. A lot of many many years uh, working in automotive industry, but mobility is not only uh, cars. No, it's not only electric vehicles. It's not only new energy vehicles. No, it's also uh, drones. Is uh, uh, all kinds of, of uh, types of mobility, you know, the last mile mobility, you no know, micro mobility, you no know, scooters, electric uh, devices to to move things, includes a, as well mobility inside uh, a factory, you no know, devices that are moving goods and bringing stuff to an assembly line. All this is part of the of the mobility uh, domain, which uh, we are also uh, yeah, targeting uh, uh, from from the entrepreneurs or, or startups perspective, you no. Know? There are many, many uh, initiatives in these areas. Yeah. And coming back to your question on, on what is the non, well, our perspective from a non-Chinese uh, point of view is the fact that here, at least what we find out in, in Shanghai, also Beijing, Shenzhen, probably Chengdu as well, we, we are not very familiar with that ecosystem, but is. Uh, there is a lot of uh, resources available to do these type of things. Most of them are free. <laughs> but can, can uh, you give an example of, of some of those resources for our listeners? Let's say uh, it's little by little. 
what you build a network and that's why trust is very important and that you are trying to uh, create something meaningful when more doors are open for you. Um, an example is some, as you know, maybe some special districts in China give you some uh, uh, subsidies to open your company uh, almost for free or for free. No, uh, this is very important to, to comply with the law, regulations, etc., etc. Then, if you try to get later on other additional services for your company, for uh, in terms of day-to-day uh, um, -day, um, tasks like accounting or other type of things, uh, that can be also very, very uh, accessible and affordable. But uh, what it comes more importantly is the the speed and the um, capability of the, the network of the network that we built to put free resources in terms of time and in terms of expertise to create workshops, to create uh, projects, uh, and then to try to follow up and close these projects to make it to make them happen. And of course, capitalize now and monetize this particular yeah. uh, model. Uh, so one example is that, for example, if we try to create a forum on X subject, we might try to uh, discuss with a particular co-working space or a particular venue, and they may offer the resources for free plus other things. So. Let's say that China is very good in terms of uh, providing the whole infrastructure so you can put the content in. So the shape is taken care of, and then it's your job to try to fill in with meaningful content and make things happen. You know, that's how we see it in the abstract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I can just uh, build up a little bit on, on, on this uh, point, uh, you say while, while, building, while building the community, let's say, at the beginning, a little bit, it's, it's organic growth, no? But there is a point where, okay, no, what's next, no? Is the information, is, is uh, yeah, nice to, to do the networking, but what is next, no? And this, this uh, the next ingredient was actually the, the content, no? Or the, the purpose of uh, what we do. And uh, <clears throat> that brings the point that we are, we are creating uh, workshops, Uh, conferences, talks, and, and, and bringing uh, yeah different pieces, different pieces, no, to the to the puzzle, and make it available to the community. When you have this kind of offering, no, to the to the community, you are adding value. Then you can find no uh, a space, no, for your conference. You can find a way to. There are ways to 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 manage no the the, the event. There are ways to 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 advertise the thing, no, to create your your graphical material, no. The, All of the rest is coming, no? But the key part is that you have to create valuable content in order to catch these uh, uh, sure, resources. By, by creating value, you get value back in return yes. from, from other people, from partners, from, from the network. Yes, right? and this is one of the things, just to uh, close on this point, uh, uh, that uh, many years ago, a Chinese professor was telling me that uh, the metaphor that we can use is uh, an invitation for lunch. No? In, outside of China, uh, let's say in Mexico or maybe uh, in other countries, uh, they said, okay, let's have lunch, but let's go to 
the pizza place or let's go to get a hamburger or let's get some tacos or let's get it's very specific what you will get and you know in advance and maybe you said well i don't want tacos so let's go for a pasta no but it's very specific in advance and when a chinese uh, friend invite you for lunch or dinner it's just let's have lunch and dinner what they don't even know and you don't know but it will be vegetables, it will be noodles, rice, two or three types of meat, fish. You have everything, but you cannot say it in advance what you will get. But at the end, you will be fully satisfied. So that's the main point that we try to uh, make sometimes when people come and visit us uh, here, that they are not used to China. They have a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions, but in the end is just let it flow. And in the end, we, we try to make sure that this thing happen and you will be happy and everybody will be happy. You know? So yeah. that, and that you apply that same philosophy, or if I can call it the philosophy, mm, yes. to, to the free entrepreneur network or... Uh, I think is organic and, yes, and in the end the result will be there. Yes, but with order. Order and discipline is very, very important. I mean, in all these chaos, you cannot control chaos, no? That's uh, reality. But it has to be a discipline and, and a methodology. And that is very, very important. We can use another metaphor mm -hmm. for soccer. You only have one Messi, one Ronaldo, one Maradona, one Pelé. But... The rest, we have to really train every day, every day. And it's how you create winning teams, you know. Sure. You have to train, train, train. You have to have discipline. So that's what we try to do. But in the end, the result, uh, we might know the result, but we cannot guarantee it for sure. And then the result might change. Because in China, everything changed very quickly. So you have to really uh, try to manage, change, and adapt. That that's that's the that's the thing. One of my as as a, as a side note, maybe for the listeners, one of my personal biggest struggles in China has been accepting uncertainty mm -hmm. or just feeling just going with the flow. Like I understand what you're saying about you want to structure, you want to order, but in the chaos, you can only do so much. Yes. Um, And one of my personal things, I, I, I wanted to become more comfortable with just uncertainty and like, and that it's okay and just accepting that things go as how they go. Because in China, everything changes fast, often, and, and many times over again. And you just got to accept it or you're going to go crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, It, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually the, yeah, the, 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 the label, no, for a startup, for an entrepreneur is uncertainty, you yeah. know, and that's, that's, yeah, that's you have to, the, that's the, have. the definition of no, that you will have, uh, from the, from the beginning. And, uh, but on top of that, yeah, you have to realize that it's, a, it's about, uh, entrepreneurial management, no, as a startup, you have, uh, yeah, Fresh ideas, no, the energy to put something in the market, etc. But there is chaos, no? Why? Because you don't know how to handle all the resources, the information. So it has to be managed, no? And we are, we are, uh, let's say, putting a lot of attention in this part, no? The management, the, the organization. There, there has to be some structure, no? In order to 
attend the uncertainty and the chaos that is going to be part of your life, no? or is is yeah as an entrepreneur for sure. So how how do do you guys move? We just talked about several verticals that you guys the, the open platform. How do you may move one of your ideas or projects or things you're working on to to completion or to realization? How does that process work? How does it become more tangible? Yeah, well, what we what we are uh, uh, doing, let's say, we are uh, one of the the core uh, things that we are uh, uh, working with now is in innovation. No innovation in uh, in uh, let's say not only of course no corporate innovation, entrepreneurial innovation, but the key word is open innovation. No, what we are doing from all this all this uh, community. Uh, there is a, a, a very broad uh, diversity, no uh, engineers, no makers, inventors, no uh, lawyers, no, and uh, we we are uh, let's say we put them together with a, with us in, with a, to, to talk about one single topic or one single uh, a challenge, no. We extract these ideas. From these uh, workshops, and from there we start building up, uh, um, let's say, a prototype. Or we we try to okay, no, this idea is in the table. What if we make it happen? No, and in that way we are trying to to um, to create some uh, uh, excitement, no, or engagement in order to push or to bring nice projects into the community. Yes, just let me add something here. The, what's the mechanics on how how we do this this process, and then maybe some examples. The first thing, as Luis mentioned, we try to create uh, workshops or events. That what is a workshop? Sometimes here again in China, people think that a workshop is a networking event. So if you organize a workshop and it's open you might get a hundred people, but that's not the purpose of a workshop. A workshop is maximum 20 people itself that they are going to roll up their sleeves and think and discuss particular issue uh, at hand to get a result. You know, that that's maybe a mistake in the definition of workshop, but this is how we envision this. Out of this, we get an end um, a project that later on will pass to another maybe forum event or we try to connect with a corporate who are looking for this particular who is looking for this particular solution and then we engage into the conversation since we work with corporates and also with startups or with SMEs the main role for us is not necessarily uh, because we're not investors so we don't have uh, money to invest on, on the projects but what we have is the the network and what we try to do is to create market access as well for the startups or the small and medium companies to connect with the with the corporates and that they have a valuable business itself You know, because in the end, there are two things that uh, since working with startups, we realized. The first one is that um, uh, startups can easily, well, easily, we can discuss that if it's easy or not, to get money or funding. But if they don't have a business, 
you can have all the money in the world you want, but you're just burning money. And at some point, your business is not valuable. And there are thousands of examples out there. And this is how people think that startups, 99 will fail out of 100, etc. The question that we ask ourselves is, why do they have to fail? Or why we don't get more winners? Or why in the world... The economic engine for many countries is small and medium companies. So a startup is a small or medium company. It doesn't have, uh, it has another label and another characteristic, but in the end, most businesses in the world are SMEs, no? So uh, this is one thing that we care because in the end, what people do not necessarily realize is that, yes, you fail, you fail fast, and then you do again, you do some testing, fail, and fail, lean methodology. But we try to pay attention because in the end, in this methodology, you don't take into account one thing that it's called um, the social tissue, how you create the network and connections. And if your pro project fails, that might be failing, then the network itself that you create by doing this project will be damaged. And then maybe you start from zero, but that does not necessarily imply that you will have um, success the next, the next time. So the network and the social tissue, we try to um, protect them as much as we can. So if in the case that a project will fail, um, the social tissue remains um, okay. So we can build up upon that, that idea. It's a little abstract, I know, but... <laughs> I, I, I get, I get what, yes. you're, what you're, what yes. you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay. Um, Maybe to, to take it a little bit back to, to a little bit more practical from, yes. from, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. from the abstract side. Um, what kind of issues or challenges or pitfalls you do you see a lot of businesses make? Um, you just mentioned um, that 99 out of 100 startups fail, which I also don't agree with. And I think we're going to have a very interesting uh, podcast with our uh, guest that I'm recording later today here at the conference um, about that, about Accelerator, about venture mm -hmm. capitalists and mm -hmm. that I don't believe in, in the model. Like venture capitalist has a point, um, has a goal, but it's just being used maybe too much as throwing money at things that are not really viable businesses mm -hmm. um, uh, in certain cases. But we'll, we'll, we'll dig in into that with uh, our next guest. But what other challenges or pitfalls do you see businesses make in China? It could be Chinese businesses, it could be mm -hmm. global businesses coming into China or, or startups in China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, one of the of the yeah, uh, yeah more clear is uh, the the purpose. No, what is the? There are many solutions, many things, many many ideas, but there is there is. Uh, the, the, the focus in the in the customer, no, in a specific market, in a specific solution to start with, no. Typically, we we as startups or as entrepreneurs, we trend to design a very complex, no, uh, holistic, no, universal solution for every customer that you will find out there, no. That is that is one of the of the biggest pitfalls that I see, no, in, in uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, uh, yeah, trying to to scale up. And 
at, let's say from our side, what we are doing is well make make uh, create awareness of this. No, you need to focus. You need to find no, uh, a specific uh, point to start with, and then no build your 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 project. That would be uh, on my side one of the of the key points. Yeah, I just want to add. Again, I'm sorry to keep going back to the same point, but it's the thing about the Guangxi and the relationships. No? And then, of course, the network. And I know that is the podcast is focusing on that and many uh, other episodes before uh, talk about the importance of this uh, concept. But it's not only a Chinese concept. This is a universal concept. Relationships that uh, valuable relationships will get you uh, afloat in your business endeavors. Um, most of the entrepreneurs here, um, let's say foreign entrepreneurs doing business here, uh, at some point they try to remain in their own communities or in the foreign community. And this is not a division, and that's why we don't believe in... Um, foreign versus local or all these type of things is it's no it has no relationship your uh, nationality or your origin with your your business and staying in close communities will get you only so far so you have to create and diversify your relationships and and, and uh, try to strengthen those relationships with the people that really matter for, for you or can be complementary for your business as well. And this is uh, one thing that uh, at some point uh, uh, will will support your, your business and try to think it bigger because in China, of course, you have to have a focus, but you need to try to think big big solutions because many people say oh yes but China they are going to steal my idea I'm not going to share with you this idea blah, blah, blah. there are no original ideas I'm sorry we're a civilization of 3,000 uh, no I mean the human civilization is 5,000 8,000 years I don't know so we keep uh, coming back to the same principles so the main point here is execution and uh, try to think it big and execute big here. Of course, it's easier to say than to do, but that's why we're here. Otherwise, we will be on the beach yeah. having a corona. <laughs> yeah, it's a killer shot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like what Louis is saying, uh, focus. Um, I've done some some workshop uh, workshop myself, and if I look at like a maybe startup weekend, you see um, people working on business plans, and they say, "Who's your customer?" Well, everyone is my customer. Yeah, right? yeah. So if everyone is your customer, you don't have any customer, um, right? So yeah, focus focus on a niche or focus on a need or, or a specific thing. Yeah, I, I very much uh, uh, agree with that. And well, the relationships, Guanxi, making connections, networking. Uh, and, and adding and sharing value with that and eventually hopefully also getting back uh, value, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all right, very, very good. While we're getting maybe closer to the to the end of our insightful uh, talk, what would be maybe a number one actionable tip that as a last part that you could share with, with the audience? One thing that you would do 
if you're running a business in China or wanting to start a startup? Yeah, one of the at the end is, is yeah coming back to the same thing. No, in the relationships, I I one thing that I recommend. Yeah, if you want to network, go to the to the events where you don't know anybody. No, go to the events where you may feel a little bit uncomfortable because you don't know what is going to happen. You don't know the environment. Maybe you are struggling with the language. What? Because that there you may not find. Yeah, the key, no, uh, uh, connection that day, no. But take yourself out of your comfort zone, no, and do it systematically. Say, no, today I need to, I need to, to reach this activity where I don't know anybody. And once you are there, connect with the people, no. Just don't, don't be uh, passively, no. Uh, yeah, attending, be active. Uh, connecting with the people that is around you. So that, yeah, that get, get out, get out of the bubble, get out yeah. of your comfort bubble, and um, make the the the, 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 the networking is a, is a, yeah, it's an action that you have to 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 to, to do, no, to to make it yeah. yourself. Yeah, and maybe it's even more about also a little bit about character uh, and putting yourself out there, making exposing yourself and. and by doing yeah. so, you're, you're triggering uh, a learning process or experience for yourself, which exactly. allows you to later on maybe find the right connection or yeah. find the right. And it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, and it's, it's important to have, let's say, part of this process. You need to have clarity on you know, what you are doing, why you are doing it, you know, what is your purpose. Because when you connect with the relevant people, it's important that you have the right message for them. You no, know, because you may have the opportunity to talk to them. Very briefly, no, twenty seconds, one minute. They are sitting beside you. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I am doing this, no. And if the message is not uh, clear enough, no, you will lose the opportunity to to put a, a a nice idea, no, in their minds that will help to to carry on with the conversation. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just want to add the um, legal. Okay, I nice. know I know that um, entrepreneurs, startups is break it and then uh, pay for it or say sorry or do other things. No? So actions before uh, paperwork. But if along 10, 11 years, and not only here, but again in any country, if you are for the long run, you need to take care of the legal things and uh, registration of the company, bank account, uh, um, FAPIA issues and all these type of things because you are uh, running or you are, uh, if you want to enter into China, you are preparing to run the marathon, not the 100 meters. And both have two different type of trainings, but both at the same time having common that you have to comply with all the uh, uh, rules and regulations here because if not, when you business, when you are nobody, that's okay. Nobody cares. But when you start building up a business or a reputation or getting more uh, uh, appearances in, in conferences, in events, and you are in the spotlight, then your competitors will try to uh, take you down by all means possible. And the easy way is looking at your legal stuff. And that will be 
one thing that you have to comply first at the same time of doing your business, you know, not doing it and then wait for uh, several years to, to, to carry on with the, with the, um, solving all your, your, uh, legal issues. No? I, li I like a lot what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, with my company, when I consult my, my clients, mm -hmm. I say, get your infrastructure in order, get, mm -hmm. get a license, get the, the bank account, get, get a phone number set up. Very basic. Just mm -hmm. get a few Chinese phone numbers. It's like, oh yeah, that's cost, but yeah, that, that's, that's minor cost, but that will save you so much time and headache in, in the in the long run. So yeah. get your legal things, get your infrastructure that you need to operate in China mm -hmm. uh, in order. Because um, if you don't do it earlier um, than later, then later it's going to be much more complicated. Yes, um, or and probably more expensive to get things sorted out afterwards than uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, so uh, let's wrap up this, this. I think we can continue for another hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's wrap things up. You guys got to have speaking engagements later today. Um, where could our audience uh, find you guys, get in touch with you or, or reach out or learn more about what you're uh, working on and doing? Yeah, our, our audience can find us in our website, which is www.freeentrepreneurs.net. Yes, the the easy thing is uh, inside the website we create we are creating our own network, and it's uh, you join and then through with your LinkedIn profile you can be part of the of the network. Otherwise, you can search for our names on on LinkedIn, and then we have also there listed our WeChat and emails, and we reply quite quickly on LinkedIn for external people as well yeah great I'll, yeah we'll, we'll link all those things up in the in the show notes at the, at the bottom of the show notes so that people can find that easily all right um thank you for your time guys um really insightful and, and learnful today and yeah um, very nice to connecting i'm here at an event no i don't know anyone well i know you two guys now but um, yeah so i i stepped out of my bubble to to be here and uh uh, and learn yeah. more from you guys. And well, yeah, thank you very much. Um, just uh, yeah, inviting uh, all the the audience that uh, what we, I mean, yeah, join the movement. I like what you said no? that uh, we are a movement. We are connecting uh, startups uh, from China to major innovation hubs uh, in the world, and vice versa. No, so we are very happy. Uh, in uh, doing this you know, for the, the community that we are growing. Yeah, thank you, Johnson. I, I wish you the best for the, the, the podcast. You are doing a very fine job with the, how many episodes you did so far? I, uh, I just started, right? So this, yeah. this would be my uh, fourth episode and yes. the first one in, uh, in, in person. So that's, that's okay. kind of exciting. Oh, good, good. So uh, I, we wish you all the best and we will try to support as well the things that you're doing. Because I think it's very valuable to share all this type of information, not only from our side, but in general with all your guests uh, through the audience, uh, especially if they are not based in China. No? So, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks for the compliments. And uh, we'll do our best to uh, keep the show running for uh, another long time. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. 
But don't worry, China Businesscast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.